This is Connected Nation, an award-winning podcast focused on all things broadband. From closing the digital divide to improving your internet speeds, we talk technology topics that impact all of us, our families, and our neighborhoods. On today's podcast, I take you deep into the heart of Texas, as the state's broadband development office hosts a series of public meetings in both large and small communities. Their goal is to collect input from local residents, business owners, community organizations, internet service providers, and others to create a plan that will help expand and improve high-speed internet access across the state. Those public meetings included a stop in Burnett, Texas, where I talked with a local public official, a retired couple, and a small provider about what it will take to better connect all Texans. I'm Jessica Denson, and this is Connected Nation. I am standing at the uh, Burnett Community Center, and I am standing with Joe Don Dockery. He's the Burnett County Commissioner for Precinct 4. Hi, how are you doing? Doing well, doing well. And you, you're going to have to pay attention. It's burn it, darn it. Can't you learn it? Oh, so, no, burn it. I got to learn it. You're right. <laughs> Let's make sure I say it correctly on this. Thank you. Um, so tell me a little bit about burn it. Well, I mean, Burnett County is uh, an interim, I would call it kind of an interim rural county. We're, we're the threshold between Hayes, Travis, Williamson County to the east, to Lano, Blanco, and Gillespie County to the west, and we're in need of broadband internet. So for people who aren't from here, because this is, this is a national podcast, what does that mean? It's really a mix of rural and urban. Is that what it is going through here? Talk a little bit about the type of businesses and people and, and things, activities that happen in this area. Well, we're, we're largely driven by tourism because we have a chain of five lakes that adjoin our county on the western side and south side of the county. Uh, we've got uh, Buchanan, Inks, LBJ, Lake Marble Falls, and Lake Travis. Uh, all of which are adjoined Burnett County, and it's a great asset, but uh, to, to cross it you need transportation, uh, so we need a bridge, and the other thing we need is to have the ability to communicate with each other on a better network. So today was one of about two dozen uh, public meetings that are happening across the state. Uh, I noticed that you sat at the back and you listened to what people were saying. What are, are things you're hearing either today did they mimic things you're hearing from constituents across the county or are, are, is it a mix that some things were surprising some things you've heard before no I, I think most of this we've heard before uh, I think that the situation that I brought up at the end is we, we I think know the challenges and the hurdles but how do we how do we get a plan in place that we can address this Burnett County is unique in that we don't own or operate any public utilities but we want to be the catalyst that brings the, the private providers online with the funding that's going to be coming down from the state and federal government. In your perfect world, what would you like to see happen at the end of these conversations? Just to have a plan or more? I would like to be able to uh, work with private entities in the federal government and state government to backfill the underserved and unserved areas. And um, I neglected to ask a little bit about you. Uh, did you grow up here? Did you? Uh, w- do, what does your family do? Uh, do you have family here? What's What's your background? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a Marble Falls native. I grew up in Marble Falls, and uh, I've been serving as a commissioner now for 16 years. So it's, I'm now in my fifth term, and 
this this area is, isn't my backyard and uh, a matter of fact all of the commissioners that are serving on Burnett County Commissioners Court are natives to the area so we we have this area in, in our hearts and we want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to serve our constituents. And do you feel like because you live in this area you have the guy at the gas station say hey what's going on with this to your parents or or your kids or uh, your neighbors like help us out with this right are you hearing that from everyone oh, absolutely you know it's a it's a it's a common uh, grocery store conversation you know everybody wants to know when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen us too <laughs> well thank you so much i really appreciate it thank you i also talked with a couple who live in the area sue and ming lin who shared why they felt it was important to take part in these public meetings uh, we are very frustrated with uh, our uh, internet services provided to us. Uh, we uh, moved from city of Austin to be in the rural area just to, um, you know, stay away from the city dwellings. And uh, but internet services is a pit. <laughs> the internet services like uh, uh, terribly slow and and the, the cost of the internet service just keep going up and up and up and up but the the quality is never improved we are in burnett county but we don't live in city of burnett we don't even live in city of marble falls we are even more rural than that why did you feel that you wanted to share your voice and explain what's going on for your area. Do you think people are getting it wrong that there's not, they don't know that there's a lack of access out there? No, um, no, but we are, again, we were mostly uh, city dwellers or for our life, so we are in shock how uh, m moving into rural area, how uh, neglected we are as far as internet services goes. So you were you took part in one of the works the roundtables the little workshops everybody split off into groups just for people who weren't here there's about ten groups of, of people of about eight to ten each what what were some of the things you were hearing Ming in your working group today we mostly discuss about the available the ava the availability of the internet mostly and also the cost of it and how do we get it. Is there anything you would add, Sue? I came away that realized um, uh, our table per se, per se is mostly uh, um, <coughs> represented by the um, people who are in the business. You know, the connect connection of it, the, uh, the, the survey of it, the feasibility of it, or the, you know the big big business people, and <coughs> lo locally as a rural dwellers, I don't think we really realize how um, political this is. At this point, I feel I'm more frustrated than anything. There's a whole huge amount of money out there, but um, people are still. I mean. As far as the business people, they're still very much like, what's in it for me? Let me grab the biggest part first, then we'll talk about what is services to our little people in the rural area. That frustrates me, and I don't know how to tackle it from this point. I understand totally. Well, thank you, Ming and Sue. I really appreciate you both. Sure. Thank you very much. Thank you. We appreciate you.
I am now with Jerry Stevens, who is, give me your official title. Our Chief Operating Officer. For what organization? SOS Communications. We're part of the Valley Texas Co-op, which means that we service about 45,000 square miles of the state of Texas with state-of-the-art internet. 34,000, I take that's a lot of rural, suburban. is it a mix of uh, areas? It's primarily rural and some suburban, and that has been our focus for the last 14 years. Um, at Connect the Nation, we work on broadband advocacy, and one of our things is you really got to partner, and you got to remember the small providers, because even though there's the big Verizons and T-Mobiles of the world, right, right. the small providers fill those whole gaps, don't they? And we really care about our customers. As for di digital lit literacy becomes a really important issue, you know, it's fine to provide internet to folks if they don't know how to use it. So we spend as much time just giving people education on how to make use of the internet for their, you know, for their jobs or their education or their medical needs. So a lot of people that work with your organization, they also live in these communities? Oh yes, absolutely. That We're very community-centered and we work and live in the communities we serve. You, you, you've got a big smile on your face. I can't help but be drawn to you, which is why I wanted to interview you. You love this work, right? I wouldn't. There's, I've, I'm in my fifth career. I've never enjoyed anything more when somebody calls you and say you changed your life. And I'm thinking, but I'm not a pastor. <laughs> no, you allowed me to stay home, take care of my kids. I've got an employable job now, all because I have reliable Internet. And that's the reward. It's not the money. It's that sense that you're really helping people succeed in their lives and in their endeavor or their business. Well, I wish people could see you in person because you're just, you light up the room with your smile and just so excited about this. I can tell you care. Uh, what's it like um, to really work and live in the community that you are in and provide these services? You just talked about how you changed lives. Is it exciting to see a community transform? Well, first of all, Internet has become as important as fuel, food, and, and light, you know. And so, therefore, when you move, and we're getting ready to move into Burnett to do this very thing. We're going to use this room to educate people how to use Internet, first of all. And then we're going to provide services that they can't get. They literally cannot get them to other, from other, other organizations because we can provide services that will bridge the gap from the one person who's just doing occasional emails or maybe they're sending their their grandkids pictures around or whatever to the high-end user because we can provide that whole continuum including fiber um, so today's public meeting is one of several happening there's like two dozen happening across the state Were, do you feel really positive and excited about this do you feel like you heard things you'd heard before or are you really excited about the no, future I, I see I see a new a new day for Texas it's a new day because I've worked at the federal level. I have an aversion trying to get anything done with the federal level. The state is very centered on serving the people of Texas. So I'm really excited about the partnership with the controller's office, the broadband development functions, and the funding that we're going to have where we can actually see the end user benefiting from it. And that's what I'm really excited about. This hasn't happened in my career to have the funds move to the state level where they can use like this center and these and these conferences really get local input 
And so the plan is not just some esoteric sky in the high plan. It's a realistic plan based on what people around these tables say they need. And that's a really exciting dimension that I haven't ever seen in my prior careers working with the federal government. Well, thank you. I really appreciate your enthusiasm and talking with me today. My, my pleasure. Is, it's all my pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share a little bit about what we love doing and, and, and get such gratification from every day. Texas was recently allocated $3.3 billion through the Broadband Equity Access and Deployment Program, also known as BEAD. As part of the requirements for receiving those federal funds, the state must develop a five-year action plan to better connect unserved and underserved areas of the state. The Broadband Development Office, which is housed within the Texas Comptroller's Office, will take the input and feedback from these public meetings like the one in Burnett and use it to help develop that five-year action plan. To learn more, head to comptroller.texas.gov backslash programs backslash broadband. I've also put the link in the description of this podcast. I'm Jessica Denson. Thanks for listening to Connected Nation. If you like our show and want to know more about us, head to connectednation.org or look for the latest episodes on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Pandora, or Spotify.